Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Excited today to have a power pack show with Miss Adele Gio. Welcome to the show, Adele. Welcome. Welcome to all your <laughs> listeners as well. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, she's a power pack. She's, she's going to be uh, great. I can't wait to hear her. I've, I've seen uh, her YouTube video, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, Adele Guillo, a large Catholic family, foundational in uh, New Iberia. P- my parents were, you know, pillars of the church, that kind of thing. Uh, attended Catholic school, Mount Carmel, all girls, the good old nuns, uh, and um, just got a, a great Catholic background, foundation, you know, just um, cradle Catholic. And um, married in 73. Okay. Okay. So that puts a little age on me, maybe. Uh, anyway, and um, my husband is Louis Guio, and we have five adult children now, of course, and nine grandchildren. Uh, eight of them are boys, and only wow. one girl. Okay. okay. So right. we got a princess there. <laughs> Love that. Okay. And uh, so anyway, um, I uh, attended UL. Uh, I was USL at the time, and I got a degree in French. I was one of the early CODAFIL uh, participants. I was uh, the recipient of a full-paid scholarship wow. to study in France. It was kind of like the Price is Right, you know. Uh, and I lived in France for a year. That was oh. talk about that was a that was a Pretty big cool. deal. And the only requirement was stipulation was that I come back and I promote the French language. So I did that for about thirty five years in schools, public and private, all over South Louisiana and in other places. You're a real Cajun Catholic. I'm a Cajun Catholic, and <laughs> you know, uh, you know, um, my maiden name is Terrio. So I and my people, my dad's people, are from down the bayou. Ooh, you know what I mean? I know where that's at. Way down there, like around Cocodri. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Where we, all the fish are. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess there's still fish, but now there's some stuff in the bayou from the hurricane. <laughs> so, you know, my best goes out to those good people down yeah. there. Anyway, yeah. So that's it. So, um, so UL and married children, family, and all that kind of stuff. And um, you mentioned to me you've been married 50 years. Clo- almost. Almost. 49 and, and this so, uh, in a month. And she's got a beautiful soul and a great story, and she's got a lot to talk about. But I do want to hear just a little bit. Tell me about uh, uh, how y'all met, and because and, I know that marriage is obviously theology of the body is based on marriage, and you've got a yep. beautiful one. So uh, There you go. Okay, this is an interesting uh, topic, and my husband and I often uh, – uh, agree that uh, it was definitely a setup that his mother, you know, <laughs> one of those uh, those things. Okay, so he's a little older than I am, um, but because I'm a tiny, petite person, I always had to have somebody sew for me. His mother was a seamstress mm. extraordinaire, 
a tailor, just a beautiful uh, creation. She could do anything, anything. So anyway, I had a relationship with her. I had been seeing her for years. And one day I went over there to go and have some clothes altered or something. And her son, Louis, had just recently gotten out of the Air Force, having put in his, his time, you know. And he was in the kitchen drinking coffee with his mom's best friend. So that's why we know, or we're thinking, you know, it was a setup. Uh She knew that I was coming in at 3 o'clock or whatever time it was, and she said, you know, make sure you're here, make sure he's up, make sure he's drinking coffee, make sure he's right there, because I'm going to open the kitchen door and we're going to walk in, right? And so that's how it was. And so, you know, his mom said, uh, you know, after she's hemming, pinning, whatever, she said, "Um, listen, I'd like you to meet my son. He's, you know, right, open the door, and oh, hey. You know, so that that was great. So uh, so he called me and we went to a UL football game soon after that. So that was the uh, that was the first date. The beginning of your theology of the body. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So she's got a deep faith and we did scratch the surface a little. I want to we're going to do a two part series because we're going to talk. Please tune in next week because next week we'll be talking strictly about theology of the body. And she gives a, a great talk totally about about that. Today, I want to know, we're going to scratch the surface a little bit, but also really want to zone in on her life. And uh, you mentioned to me that you had a conversion at some point in your life. And I want, I want you to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so, you know, struggling along, you know, several kids, four or five kids, and just struggling, struggling as many, many people do, mm-hmm. and just not having it all together and not being happy with myself and just what am I doing? I knew, I mean, I had my Catholic faith, I always went to Mass, but it was, you know, putting it into practice, you know, in 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 a situation that I was, uh, maybe I was overwhelmed, I don't know. But anyway, so we had... We had joined this little, like a Bible study club. It was one of these very early, we were copying off of maybe the Baptists or something. They had some 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 Bible studies that we were just beginning. I'm talking in the late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s, okay? That's a long time ago. And um, before come Lord Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so, so we were in something called, I want to say Genesis 2 or Romans 8, or maybe they were together sequential, I'm not sure. But anyway, so we had this little group, and there were some people that, uh, and we kind of like branched out from that, and then we had friends and family, people our age, people raising kids, young kids, Catholic schools, you know, Catholic people at our church parish. And we got together in homes, and every other week or so, we would gather coffee and Coke and leave the kids at home kind of thing, and we would discuss a Bible something, a mm-hmm. scripture passage or something. And so we would discuss. So that was great. Well, obviously, the Holy Spirit was leading all of us in, in the various directions that, that he was you know, filling us with and leading us along our, our path, our journeys, each individually. And at some point... Some really, um, some really maybe more advanced than I was, yeah. uh, people in the group invited me to a Life in the Spirit seminar. It was a full day. It was like kind of like a, a retreat, and it was at the church parish in the hall, and I didn't know too much about it, and I went in as... It sounded interesting, you know, and they they were enthusiastic and inviting, you know. So it was like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll go to that. I'll go to that. So two of us 
attended two of the Bible studies. It was me and, a, and one of the men, mm-hmm. and we went, and you know, it was a parish hall full of chairs with a lot of people, and they had speakers all day, you know, and this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm just remembering. Anyway, so so the but charismatic. That's but it was so charismatic, yeah. okay. And <clears throat> you know, I didn't know about the power of the Holy Spirit. I really didn't. Right. I mean, you know, like I, I said my prayers, I went to mass, you know, that stuff. But I didn't have a personal relationship with Christ, yeah. okay. I guess. And so, okay, so I'm at this thing, and these speakers are talking, and they're giving us whatever the, you know, the Holy Spirit yeah. uh, seminary is. And it, it concluded, or the last speaker was kind of, you know, she was the capper, okay, and a closer. And That's funny. I just remember, she was a hairdresser, as I recall, and she, she talked like that. And she said, man, Jesus is real. He's real, and he's close, and this is what happened to me. And she was telling her, you know, her stories and, you know, this kind of stuff. And whatever, whatever that was about, it really touched me. But of course, it was the preparation from the whole day and, right. you know, whatever the people were praying and they were interceding and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, <laughs> so... So the, this Cajun lady is the one who... The lady, she, she was, yeah, right. So... That's well, a Cajun Catholic. Yeah, that's a Cajun Catholic. So, uh, especially since she talked like that. Okay, <laughs> anyway, so, so, so the priest, there was a priest there, Catholic priest, and the offer was given... I guess it could be something equivalent to what an altar call is. Okay. Okay. That's what I understand now. And it was like, anybody who wants to come up and basically give your life to Jesus, come on up now. It was something along those lines. I don't remember exactly. And so the man, my friend next to me said, come on, let's go. And I said, I ain't going up there. You crazy? (laughs) You lie to your mind? He said, no, no, you know you want to go. And I said, I'm not a to go up there you know and I know that what was going on inside of me was I could see myself I'm a visual person and I could see myself with a sandwich board standing on a corner you know pounding on the bible saying you know y'all you got you know repent repent repent. repent. (laughs) the world is coming to an end sky's falling something anyway and I was like heck no I ain't doing that or or I might get uh, you know, this call to be a missionary in Zimbabwe or something, you know, no, I'm not ready to do that. No, 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 I'm not going up there. He said, you know, you want to go. And I said, "Uh, uh-uh, not going. He literally dragged me sitting in my chair <laughs> down the aisle. Okay. And so, you know, about, you know, I was there, stop, stop. What are you doing? Anyway, so finally I stand up and he grabs me by the arm and he walks me up to this altar call. We went, together basically you know and so um complete stranger this guy no no he was in our little bible study we were we were the two who attended at the invitation of the other two okay he's in your prayer group right he was in our prayer group so so anyway so that and um and just i was just filled with the holy spirit i really was i mean you know and then it was kind of like and as i read about it later it was something to do with like a rebirth or mm-hmm. born again you know they were still it was early in the charismatic movement and it was like they were they were using some of the protestant you know terms right. like born again and all that kind of stuff and so i think what it did for me is it stirred into act or into mm-hmm. fullness, the Holy Spirit that I had received at baptism yeah. and confirmation. Dwelt inside It you dwelt inside. I mean, I just had to stir it into action. <clears throat> you know, basically, I think that's what more, now, 
now were, that I know. Were there people talking in tongues at that deal? Yeah, um, they yeah, were. Yeah, that's regular business. <laughs> you know, a lot of our listeners hear this and, and they have no experience with that and, and are very doubtful, I think, too. And I tell stories of some of my close prayer group friends that speak in tongues. I had a gentleman on that long ago that had the gift of interpreting tongues. And, you know, it's real, huh? It's I mean, real. It is. And <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't convinced. But when it happened to me in like five seconds, it was like, yeah. oh, my. And you spoke in tongues? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, wow. I have the gift of tongues. I think it's a... I would call it a, a prayer tongue. Yeah. It's not, you know, I'm not yeah. out procl- proclaiming, right. you know, stuff like that. You know, the world's going to fall or something. But um, but I use this prayer tongue because, from as I understand, it is the Holy Spirit praying in us mm-hmm. because we don't know how to pray as we ought. And I would be the first to admit, I don't have a clue, you know, how how God wants me to pray other than just being me, right. you know, and showing up, showing up. And so I but often... this has continued in your life. It's yeah, continued. it's yeah. been almost 40 years. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, so this is go. a great table setter for okay. the rest of the show. Um, <clears throat> again, you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is Adele Gio. And we'll jump right into uh, her endeavor. She's probably got many, but but today she's really here to talk about um, the, the theology of the body, community of Acadiana. Uh, she's the founder and CEO. And, and with that, I'll lead you into how this endeavor began. Okay. Um, thank you. The theology of the body uh, talks, 129 homilies given by Saint Pope St. John Paul II, uh, early, early, early in his pontificate, um, dealing with um, the total vision of man, of humanity. What does it mean to be human? Uh, how do I live my life to find true happiness? These fundamental, overarching questions that all people have, if they give themselves a couple of minutes to sit and think about it, if we you know, turn off all of the gadgets and all of the noise that we have, um, it has been an age-old question you know, who am I? What am I doing here? What is there out there? What, where am I going? All those questions. So, so Pope St. John Paul, uh, in his series of homilies, early in his pontificate, which is called the Theology of the Body, or has been accumulated, all of them, and has been titled the Theology of the Body, the actual, um, the actual title uh, is man and woman he created them okay that's the title um they've been compiled into what is known as the theology of the body if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah i read the book it's thick and, uh, yeah, it's and i big. remember it starts out with genesis talking about hey this is what god really meant right correct correct yeah. okay so so in the garden and what god intended for male and female um made in his image and likeness basically and so um how did I get started in this? So, so I'm driving down the road, I 49, right here in front of, um, in front of your, your office here at Ford City, uh, <laughs> and passing by. I pass frequently, frequently. God's country, that's God's country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, but uh, heading that way because I was coming from New Iberia, going to Grancato to mm. teach at the Academy of the Sacred Heart. I was there for a couple of years. Anyway, so passing by, and it was long. It was a long ride, and a friend of mine handed me a stack of cassette tapes. It's a good old-fashioned cassette tape. So I'm talking like 2001, two or three. Okay, so my car, and it was a 
Ford at that time. Love that. As I recall. Okay. Of course it was. Okay. It was a Ford and it was making some miles and it had a good working functional cassette player. And so, man, I'd pop those tapes in and as I would pass <laughs> your Ford company over here, uh, I know it was right around that that point that I'm screaming at, at the radio. I'm alone in the car and I'm just going, this is it. This is awesome. This is beautiful. Because I was hearing for the first time um, this truth about human sexuality. Um, it, it, was, it was revolutionary in a way, but now that I've learned a little bit more about it, it's, it was revolutionary because I had never heard it yeah. put that way before. But, but what it was, was the truth right. that has always been there. And I was sort of seeing it or hearing it in a different angle or respect. Yeah, let me put it into my words. Yeah, it, for the first it's, time, it's, it's a it's a common sense, but it's also it's 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 it is the truth, but it's been told on on a level that we understand, and it's been right there in front of us, right? <clears throat> right mean, in front of us, right in yeah, front of us. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, um, <clears throat> you know, some people describe it as uh, having. Um, like being at the optometrist where you get the lens and they clicking on it and they're saying, okay, is one better or two? And, and just to sharpen right. your focus. It's been there. It's just clarifying in, in a way that I hadn't really heard of or seen before. So anyway, so I'm listening to these tapes and I'm all excited about it and I'm screaming and hollering and <laughs> driving down I-49. Uh, good thing there were no uh, state police because <laughs> I, I was probably, I didn't have it on cruise. I was probably, you know. You were rocking. You were yeah, I was, we got it. Yeah, okay, you got it. Okay, so I get over there. Anyway, so later on, a year or two later, uh, I'm at in New Orleans at the uh, Punch Train Center. There's this big um, uh, conglomeration of, of catechists and religion teachers and so forth and they've been invited to go and do their professional hours or whatever we all had to you know everybody has to keep up with development and so forth and they had some powerhouse speakers and one of them was Christopher West who is the kind of the guru of uh, theology of the body and he was a speaker and I uh, after he spoke since I had already had this little initial business of, of the cassette tapes I've been introduced to it um, I followed that man out after he spoke. I was like chasing him down in the parking lot, literally, and saying, look, I gotta have more information. And he handed me a, um, a piece of paper with a phone number on it and said, just call these people, lady, I gotta go catch a plane. And so um, I called and what I did was I enrolled in Theology of the Body Institutes in Pennsylvania. And I went that summer and I spent a week and we had a 40 hour crash course or immersion course of the theology of the body, so I kind of got that big that big book you're talking about. Yeah. I got it, you know, in a course, in a course, in a 40-hour class time. But the most important thing to me uh, at that place, not the most important, but the a big impression that I got was that there were people. There were 90 people in the in the class, and there were people from all over the world. And that impressed me with the universality mm -hmm. of our Catholic faith. There were people from Germany, Tobago. Uh, I remember there was, you know, a priest from Alaska. He had come in. He was talking about, you know, when when they never have daylight, you know, and then they always yeah. have daylight, you know. Like I, I remember people I from remember. New Iberia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the only one from New Iberia was me. Okay, I was the only one. 
And um, yeah, yeah. And that's like another part of the world, right? right. Yeah, God's and, country. And I think that's, again, like that's what I, why I feel like God has called me to be a part of this show, you know, because it's the Cajun Catholic reach. And you're, you're laying out a beautiful story that, that you went and learned for all of us. I can see that clearly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm loving it. So, so, so go on. So I'm, so I'm bringing it back. Okay. You so, are, yeah. so now, now, now I've got it. And um, I, <clears throat> I have a, a conclusion of a paper that I wrote in order to get like credits for it. Would you, would you like me to just give you kind of just, I won't read the whole thing. I I just know that um, I was so on fire because I just felt that this was the truth and it was so needed. It was so needed. This is uh, 2005 in the summer. Okay. Okay? And so. um, And Adele wrote this. She, uh, I want to share this. It's beautiful, but this is her words. Go ahead. Okay, um, because the, bil- the family is the basic building block of society, and because the family has been so violently attacked, Pope John Paul II's Theology of the Body gives hope to us that the seemingly crash course which society is on can be turned around and headed in the right direction. This is truly the divine antidote to the culture of death. What is needed is the voice of a new group of people, prophets, to cry out the good news, to make known to everyone the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. I am in awe, so happy, so grateful, so humble that God has seen fit to include me in this work. I want to shout it from the rooftops Yet I have no house to shout from at this time. For me, this is a time of waiting, praying, anticipating the voice of the Holy Spirit, which will say to me, go, you are sent. Let the revolution begin. And that was the conclusion of, of my paper that I had to submit in order to get credit for this, this course that I, that I attended. And I frequently go back to this about shouting from the rooftops. That's the spirit within me. I want to proclaim this to everyone because it's so beautiful. It's so true. It's so needed. And there are so many of us here in Acadiana and everywhere who have become victimized by the bombardment of just the the twisted whatever the lies that are out there about who we are as God's children and as male and female. And I I just want to get this message out to, it's kind of like, I just want to go fix everybody. Maybe I'm a a fixer at heart. Maybe it's it's my maternal mama bear instinct or something. And I'm a fighter. So... um, I'm watching last night on Fox, you know, about the exchange with the Congressman Hawley and the and the lady uh, trying to define just what a woman is. You Give know? me a break. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, what is that? Yeah. You know, I think this is right in line with what, what where we are. We're yeah. really in the epicenter of of this culture of death. This know? is it. This yeah. is it. And so and so the guiding light, Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, we have to get back to the truth. This is the truth. Um, we've been sidetracked, uh, hijacked, call it whatever you want, mm-hmm. but uh, we got to get this back on the right track so that we can become the people that God intended us to be. For instance, I know one of St. John Paul's quotes 
is when we normalize our fallen behavior, we will never become who God intended us to be. And our fallen behavior is rapidly being normalized, or at least they're trying. They're trying to normalize it. And there's a lot of stuff that has led up to this that we have normalized. And that's why it keeps giving them the open gate to come in and and do some more twisting and, 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 and just, you know, changing everything uh perverting yeah. it in in many cases yeah you know? so so the concentration of the theology of the body really hones in on on the family and i know it's a it, and we'll go into this you need to listen next week to part two because she's going to do a deep dive regarding the theology of the body but it's the love between the father and the holy spirit and the son right i think yeah, that's yeah. sort of yeah the yeah that's triangle. it the triangle yeah mm-hmm. and so you know but we're here in today's news and whatnot a lot of sensitivity over over gay and trans and all these things how do you like you're deep into this how do you how would you say i see the young people defend the those that group vehemently even young catholics mm-hmm. how how would you coach a young catholic into into even responding to to how they should should react towards that uh, she's got a gleam in her eye she uh, must yeah. have a good answer <laughs> it's in genesis chapter two uh we could start with genesis chapter one what would i do let's say i have a 17 year old or a 15 year old or whoever 13 year old and they say, you know, whatever about, you know, you know, the gay population or the whatever, the, the, that, that group. Yeah. First of all, they are God's children. They are to be handled with ut- utmost respect and kindness and mercy. But to agree with them and to allow them to continue on, there you go with that when we normalize our fallen behavior kind of thing, okay? We can't become who God intended us to be. So what would I do? I would say, let's see what God says about this. How about, how about that? Since, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Some say this, some say that, whatever. Let's go find out what God says. How about that? Okay, so we go to the Bible. We open it up. Genesis chapter 1, around verse 25, 26, somewhere, where God has created all the, the beings and the plants and all the uh, creepy crawlers and all that alligators, shrimp. Crawfish, all the whole bit, all the good stuff. Okay, and then he says, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And he did. He created them male and female. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Bingo. That's number one. God, the creator of all things, created male and female, not a dozen or more it's just male and female. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so teenage person who's wondering, okay, what does God say? God says he created male and female. So that's God's plan. That's what he said. That's what he did. That's what we know from Scripture. And if we put in our faith in Scripture, then that's that's what it says. Okay, now turn the page and we go to Genesis chapter 2. So he creates the man first from the clay of the ground, and he breathes into him a, a, a soul, a living soul. That's the breath of God. That's uh, Ruah, that's the Holy Spirit, okay, gives him a soul, and then he puts him in the garden, and then he notices that the man is alone, and he says, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a suitable partner for him. Okay, hold that thought. 
Uh, so we, we just scratching the surface on, on theology of the body and I'm loving, and I hope you, you, the audience, I know you're enjoying this. We're going to pick that up next week. I I knew we needed, uh, another, uh, show for Adele. So she's, she's laid the outline for, uh, for, for this conversation we're having. It's in Genesis, right? Two and three, I believe you said. No, one and two. One and two. One and two. So do some research, look up your Genesis one and two, and next week, tune in. We're going to have a deep dive. We'll continue this discussion again with Adele Guillo. Thank you for being here today, and we're going to uh, uh, pick it up next week. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. We feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana. And until next time, God bless.